from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. I am very excited about today's Black and Blue Report. Happy Thursday, everybody. Sean Kelly with you back in Studio B today. Producer Dan's alongside, and we have got a blockbuster of a show for you lined up for this Thursday as we inch closer to the uh, football weekend with all of our teams home this weekend. That'll be fantastic. We'll continue our conversation about that. We'll wrap up Pelican's um, items from last night, and we're going to cook today. We are going to cook today, and Brian Landry uh, from Bourne, he's the chef over at Bourne, one of the best restaurants, is our guest today, and he's going to get us a recipe to uh, get us ready for all the tailgating that will be done over the next couple of days. Who we got tonight? Thursday Night Football? Um, oh, yeah, Tampa Bay and Carolina. Yikes. I think I'm going to pass as much as I love the NFL. Uh this is an easy one for Major League Baseball. I think they're going to win the night. Major League Baseball, game two of the World Series is tonight. Unfortunately, my Cardinals last night took it on the chin, in the ribs, uh, in the eyeball, and in a few other places, losing to the Red Sox 8-1. to one. So Boston's up one game to none in the World Series. Again, game two tonight. Also tonight, the Monty Williams Show returns on our flagship station for the Pelicans. That's WWL-FM, 105.3 FM. Uh, that's from 8 o'clock until 8.30. We'll have an extensive visit with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams tonight. And we're going to have a little mailbag segment tonight. As a matter of fact, you can tweet um, or email questions for the television guys. Joel Myers and David West are going to stop by the show and answer your questions. You can send those questions to uh, to my Twitter account, at Sean Kelly Live, or you can email them to the email address uh, in the broadcast booth. That's pelicans at radio.com. Pelicans, nope. No, radio. Sorry, Dan. I, I get that all screwed up. Radio at pelicans.com. And the uh, Twitter account is correct, at Sean Kelly Live, S-E-A-N-K-E-L-L-E-Y, live. Also on the show today, Jim Henderson, the voice of the Saints. If it's Thursday, it's the voice, and uh, we'll get a preview of the Saints-Bills game from Jim Henderson coming up in our next segment. Okay, meanwhile, let's uh, stick with the Saints here for a moment. In that uh, yesterday was the big day to kind of really get things cooking again after the bye week. And Sean Payton and Drew Brees both spoke with the media following Wednesday's practice and wanted to share some of that with you here this morning on the Black and Blue Report. Of course, everything coming off the bye week, um, that's an interesting transition. While it's a restful time and a good time for the Saints, you still have to you have to handle it and you have to get back to work here as you get set for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, here's Coach Payton on what he did or what he thought about in handling this year's bye week situation. Look, I, we haven't had any magical answers with the bye week schedule. The first few years we didn't do as well. And then Andy Reid, I think, had won eight or nine in a row at that time. And I just remember calling him and asking him just simply, what do you, you know, what's your schedule? And, and his was pretty easy. Those guys came in Monday and then they were off for a week. And it seemed pretty simple. So we, we've kind of followed that, and uh, but I think it still comes back to that week after, like right now, Monday's practice, today, 
of you know getting these guys, making sure their conditioning levels up to speed. They're in the weight room. I thought they did a good job during the bye of taking care of themselves. We, you know, we had a handful of players that were injured who had to be here for treatment. And you know, generally when you go through a week like that, no news is good news. And and, and I thought they handled the schedule pretty well. And if you uh, talk to Drew Brees, which we did yesterday, and ask him about how the bye week has affected practice already this week. All positive, according to the quarterback. Yeah, I felt like Monday's practice was was really fresh. Today, we guys were flying around. Not just the um, not just the the starting groups, but the the look teams. You know, you, you felt like man, guys, they were giving a great look. They were flying around. They were doing what they're supposed to do. You know, these were these were physical practices. You know, which is which is good. You have all that time off. You've been able to refresh both mentally, especially physically, because you know we had some guys banged up, and, and we're getting some guys back. So. It was great to see that. Meanwhile, Breeze yesterday uh, also started to give his thoughts on what he sees in the Buffalo Bills, especially on the other side of the ball from him. They're getting all kinds of pressure on the quarterback. Um, you see that in their, you know, their top tops in the league in, in sacks, their tops in the league in interceptions. A lot of that's a product of you know playing man coverage and getting pressure on the quarterback. You know, quarterbacks tighter windows to throw it, and he's got to get it out sooner than he wants. You know, and so they've uh, they've done a great job in that regard. Um, so it's certainly something we got to have a plan for. Um, but, uh, you know, they've got some really good players, some talented players, big guys up front. And, of course, uh, Breeze will see an old friend this weekend as Doug Marone, his former offensive coordinator, uh, will be on the opposite sideline coaching the uh, Buffalo Bills. Now, Breeze uh, certainly fondly looks upon his relationship and his time with Doug Marone. I have great, great memories of Doug Marone, and, and I've stayed in touch with him. actually went up to – Award ceremony up in uh, New York, uh, you know, two or three years ago, and uh, ended up meeting up with him when he was coaching at Syracuse and, and having dinner and just kind of catching up. And you know, he was—he's uh, a great football coach, and really enjoyed our time together. You know, when he was here, I felt like he was um, very instrumental in the development of a lot of our our offensive linemen. You know, and, and I think you see some of the results of that now. And, and I think we've had a lot of good offensive line coaches. You know, from from Marone to uh, to Cromer, now to Brett Ingles. Um, but, you know, guys like Jari Evans, Zach Streif, um, they started, you know, Char- Charlie Brown even, I think, might have carried over one year. But the, all those guys, you know, started with, with Doug Marone. It's interesting with uh, regard to Doug Marone, again, highly regarded around uh, this building here over on Airline Drive. The story goes all the way back and has Katrina ties. Well, I know so many things do around our city. But certainly uh, the Doug Marone situation with regard to his time with the Saints uh, has some ties to uh, – but was that uh, really a difficult time for everybody, head coach Sean Payton? Doug was someone who I'd met before, and he was working. Uh, he was still under contract with the Jets and, and finally was able to get out of his contract and had a chance to interview him and felt really, really comfortable with his expertise and, and you know, his ability to teach. And, uh, you know, since then, you know, that initial staff was pretty special, and, and he's someone that, that I've, I've stayed in, we stayed in close touch with, you know, throughout the years when he went to Syracuse and now on to Buffalo and is doing a good job there. So that's some of what uh, Coach Payton and Drew Brees had talked about yesterday with the media. The other thing that was, uh, was out there was that Buffalo is having trouble defending the run. As a matter of fact, they're 28th in the NFL coming into this weekend and defending the, uh, the run. And um, there are certain plans or thoughts uh, regarding the Saints and how maybe they can run the football this weekend. I know it's an ongoing conversation each week, but here's Coach Payton's latest thoughts on perhaps the run game and how it pertains to the Buffalo Bills. During the bye week, one of the things we talked about was just more of a consistency and, and not having the minus runs. I thought 
the second half of the New England game, we ran it better. Part of that's me and, and being patient with it, and you know it's something we'll continue to do. Buffalo plays a few looks defensively, though. They're in a, a base 34 front. They get in an under front. They jump into a, a bear defense, and then they play nickel sometimes to some of your base personnel. And so that just presents, from a communication standpoint, a few different things that we've got to be on the same page with. And so, you know, we want to be, and we have been a team that, that's in multiple personnel groupings. And I think it's important that, you know, even though you may have tendencies, that you have the ability to run the ball from both your base and nickel. And, and I think that, you know, we'll, we'll want to be able to do that in this game. All right, so the Saints back on the practice field today. Uh, we'll have uh, more coverage for you tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. Otherwise, you can get uh, the New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap with John DeShazer and myself later today on NewOrleansSaints.com. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, in just a moment. A bit later, Brian Landry, chef from Bourne, with the tailgating recipe this week. It's duck poppers. <laughs> it's fantastic. And we'll get the post-game interview from last night's Pelicans game with the head coach of the Pelicans, Monty Williams. We'll get started with The Voice in one minute. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. Hi, this is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light, for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Well, Thursday's on uh, the Black and Blue Report. If the Saints play, we get the voice of the Saints. Jim Henderson's uh, kind enough to join us each week to help us uh, get ready for the football game. And this weekend, Saints-Bills, of course, at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Uh, Jim, I should inform you that on the program today, a little bit later, Chef Brian Landry will be discussing how to uh, how to grill duck poppers wrapped in bacon for this weekend. Um, so, brother, you got to bring some noise here today to the program because Brian Landry is right now front runner in my eyes. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting when I when I stopped doing college football on a regular basis. I couldn't wait for the next football season so that I could actually attend a tailgate, something I hadn't done in like 15 years. Um, uh-huh. Jim, when was the last time you were able to go to a football tailgate? Can you remember? Well, I've been to, during the bye week usually, uh, the last couple of years, it's been Middle Tennessee State where my uh, daughter lives and my son-in-law works. And so uh, they were off this past weekend. But previous to that, I'd gone to one at Middle Tennessee State. And then prior to that, when he and they were at Clemson, I went there. Boy, that's a great atmosphere for tailgating there. And uh, That was an incredible game Saturday night as far as being one-sided with FSU just killing them. Nobody expected that, but that's a great place to tailgate. That is a great place to tailgate. Uh, you, and you're, you're, a worldly, you're a worldly guy. What, what should be proper to tailgate? And even for Saints fans here, um, food-wise, what has food? to, yeah, food-wise, what has to be there? you got to have fried chicken, I think, in one way or another, whether it's uh, chicken wings or 
for uh, actual fried chicken. There was a place outside of Clemson called the Valhalla Steakhouse, and nobody went there for steak, but it was great for fried chicken. So that was a, a big part of it there. Um, that sort of tradition followed me to uh, Middle Tennessee State in Murfreesboro last weekend. There's a place called Slick Pig's Barbecue. I bought 100 smoked chicken wings for last weekend, ate them at every meal, uh, finished them all up, not just by myself, but with the family before I came home. So it's got to it's got to be fried or smoked chicken. You're my hero. You know that, right? <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Uh, Doug Marone, uh, Jim, uh, what was your relationship with, like with him when he was here? It was great. I really enjoyed Doug. Um, he's from the Bronx. He still has a Bronx accent. He loves uh, New York State. Uh, in central New York, he started his college career coaching after he left the Saints at Cortland State University, where I went to school. Uh, I like to refer to it as the cradle of coaches, and uh, that's where Doug Marone started as a tight ends coach, so uh, we would always reminisce about that and have a, a few laughs about it. And I still recall before he took the job in Syracuse, him huddling with uh, with Sean Payton. I think we may have been in Detroit, perhaps, but I remember seeing them together huddling. And then it was shortly after that, with the regular season still to continue, as I believe, and uh, that he announced he would be going to Syracuse. Did a great job there. He's got his team playing awfully well in Buffalo. They're limited talent-wise, but they don't beat themselves. They're plus five in turnover differential, just as the Saints are, along with the Broncos, are the only team in the NFL to score at least 20 points in every game. They've been in every game. They've either led or been, been within a score of the lead in all uh, seven games that they've played thus far. So I think they're making great progress under him, especially when you consider what's happened at their quarterback position. Yeah, let's talk about that. Thad Lewis is in place right now, uh, the, the position decimated by injuries. Jim, is, is Doug Marone kind of the right guy to have a, a Duke guy like Thad Lewis who seems to have some <laughs> fire in his belly? Is this a good marriage at the moment? I think it's the only marriage that that, he, that could occur at the moment. I mean, they still they've just brought in Matt Flynn. They tried Jeff Toole, who was a another guy who was undrafted, and he didn't quite work out. Uh, they're just biding time and holding down the position until EJ Manuel's back. But uh, Doug's got a very steady hand. He won't overreact to anything, and I think it's a tribute to him that they've continued to win and be competitive when they obviously could have fallen apart with the loss of EJ Manuel, and uh, they've got some injury concerns at the running back position as well. Yeah, the dual running back threat there. Speaking of running the football, they're 28th, Jim, the Buffalo Bills, 28th in the NFL last check at defending the run. Can the Saints get their run game kind of on track this week? Well, you'd like to think so, and we talk about that every week. And, uh, you know, I think the Saints look back to the game in New England when they finally did in the second half, get that running game on track a little bit. I'm certain that they'll probably go with it early uh, to see if perhaps the Bills uh, are equal to that 28th uh, rushing um, uh, uh, position in the NFL defensively. They give up 124 yards per game. So I certainly expect the Saints to, to try to run, uh, but oftentimes they don't stay with that very long, particularly when you've got the passing attack the Saints have. But perhaps in the absence of Jimmy Graham, they'll devote themselves more um, to running the football, and especially against a, a defense that does so well at, at creating sacks and, and turnovers. You've got Mario Williams with 10 and uh, sacks on the season, two-time AFC Defensive Player of the Week, and you got a defense that's got 12 interceptions, and that's tops in the NFL. It's good stuff. You know, you mentioned Jimmy Graham. He did not practice yesterday. Uh, the other one was uh, Cam. Cam did not go either. Cam Jordan uh, set up practice yesterday, too. There's a couple of significant names out there for the Saints right now. Definitely so, and, you know, you'll never know. They've had two weeks off, essentially, since the Patriot game. We know what happened to Jimmy, and 
and uh, Cam came off the field limping. We don't know the severity of those, uh, really. We don't know whether uh, this is going to be something they'll take day to day, and these guys will be ready to go on Sunday. Um, it's difficult to know what's going on behind the scenes. I would expect that probably the uh, the Bills are saying, look, can we beat the Saints if we rest C.J. Spiller, uh, who's played, I think, in 44 straight games for them? Uh, can we rest him because he's played with a sprained ankle like the last three weeks? Can we afford to rest him and still beat the Saints? Or even if we play him under these conditions, can we beat the Saints? And I think maybe the Saints are having the same sort of discussions. Can we afford to sit Jimmy Graham? One more week, perhaps, to, to get his ankle truly right. Do we need him to beat the Bills? And uh, we don't know what their conclusion might be, but I would say the Saints are more likely to beat the Bills without Jimmy Graham than the Bills are to beat the Saints without C.J. Spiller. All right, wrap it up in foil and put it on the smoker here for me, Jim Henderson. Give me the, the all-inclusive storyline that, that you see here on this Thursday as we go into Saints versus Bills. Well, I think for the Saints, it's going to be interesting to see how how they put that game against New England behind them. You know, it, it was two weeks the right amount of time between games. When you come off a, a loss like that, uh, is it good to do you need that much time to heal, or uh, do those two weeks just linger because you've played, you've given one away that you should have won against New England? Uh, as far as the Bills go, I think they have to be very happy with their position. And uh, I think it's going to be a terrific game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than the 12 points that the uh, the betters are giving the Saints in this game. I think it'll be a tighter game than that. As always, we'll be looking forward to the call on Sunday. Jim Henderson, Hokie Gaijan on the uh, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Uh, you did well, Jim. It's it's you and bacon-wrapped duck poppers. I can't think of a better Thursday on the Black and Blue Report. I am a distant second to the uh, bacon-wrapped duck uh, poppers, believe me. But I want that recipe. As many as I share with you, I expect you to share this one with me. Yes, sir. We'll be making notes today, and I will send it along. Good to, good to talk to you again, Jim. I appreciate it very much. All right, Sean. Jim Henderson, Voice of the Saints. We'll continue, and we'll get closer to those duck poppers here on the Black and Blue Report in just a second. Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. Duck poppers is still to come. I know I'm hung up on this, but it just sounds incredible. Duck poppers still to come on today's Black and Blue Report. It is Thursday. Welcome back. I'm Sean Kelly. Uh, sources say that the St. Louis Rams have reached out to Brett Favre to help solve their quarterbacking situation. I hope that's to be a consultant. Um, Favre is 44 years old. Are you telling me that we have exhausted all the quarterback possible? Anyway, I can't get into that. Nonetheless, I, that's what ESPN is reporting, and reportedly I think Favre says not interested. Thought we'd put that 
out there for you today. Let's turn our attention to basketball for a moment. The uh, Pelicans fell to 6-1 and one in the preseason last night. Again, the record doesn't matter. The defending champs were in town. Good night at New Orleans Arena. Sold-out crowd. The building looked great. The Pelicans at times looked pretty good last night, too, but the fourth quarter was pretty much a disaster. Miami went on a 29-5 run to start the quarter and went on to win at New Orleans Arena last night. 108-95. LeBron James at 27 points. He'll probably sit in their preseason game tomorrow night, so he'll be done for the regular season and now get ready for Tuesday as they open the entire NBA schedule against the Chicago Bulls. 18 for Anthony Davis last night. Two rebounds shy of a double-double. He had three block shots. Eric Gordon looked good again. 19 points for him. Double figures from Anthony Morrow and Ryan Anderson off the bench. 16 and 10, respectively. The uh, Pelicans are back on the practice floor today, but wanted to share with you uh, my visit with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams following last night's ball game at the arena. Coach, what aspects of tonight's game would you like to take away from this one here this evening? Oh, it's a great teaching tape for us um, as we grow as a team. We've been preaching the value of the basketball, and tonight we saw uh, when you play against the best team in the NBA, you can't have the kinds of mistakes we had um, with the ball. When you turn the ball over 20-plus times um, and you only get 66 shots, it's tough to beat a team like that. We had a lot of things going our way, uh, but the turnovers and the dribble penetration uh, on second side, they do a great job of moving the ball from side to side and then attacking, forcing you to help. And then they started hitting threes in the second half. In the first half, they only took five, I think. In the second half, they got off 15, um, and they made a bunch of them. So uh, certainly a, a great teaching opportunity for us. Um, and it, it comes at a, a really good time. Um, we've been talking about a, a lot of these things in our practice, but when you're winning games, it <laughs> it's hard to hear. And so I think our guys understand loud and clear, and they knew that before, that we can't turn the ball over that way. When you when you talk about the turnovers, you know part of it is they're pretty good, but how much yeah. of it how much of it do you think was self-induced? A lot of it. I mean, you know, whether it's an offensive screen or travel, uh, but a lot of our passes tonight were weren't crisp. Um, that comes from a lack of being familiar with your teammate and where they're going to be. Uh, sometimes I thought we passed to space as opposed to passing to a guy that was open, uh, or we passed as a second option as opposed to passing right away when the guy's open. And um, it, it, to me, it's a number of things. Just one is just basketball, and two, just not knowing um, who you're playing playing with, and understanding that that team will make you pay if you do that. Fifty to twenty-two in the paint. Yeah. What what about that? alarms you, if at all, or, and, and how did that number kind of get to be so lopsided? Well, they, they had 25 makes. We only had 24 attempts. So they, they focus on getting to the basket. I mean, Wade and LeBron, um, they, they make sure that they get there with a purpose of scoring or finding their teammates. Tonight I thought we relied a lot on our jump shot because we made so many in the first quarter. And they started leaning on us, and for, for whatever reason, we didn't make the shots. But I just didn't think we made an effort to get to the basket, thinking that the jump shot was going to bail us out. And we're going to have games this year where we do shoot the ball well for the whole game, but um, they certainly make you pay by getting into the paint. 
Coach, so you have this you have this tape full of teaching yeah. moments from tonight, and you have one preseason game left. How do you how do you balance kind of learning from this game tonight, and yet also being smart in your final preseason game with regard to setting things up for the regular season? Yeah, we, we certainly want to um, be smart, but we still want to keep the same mindset that we're always going to be competitive, no matter who plays in our next preseason game. Uh, they all have to understand that, but. We'll have a good film session tomorrow because these are great moments for our team. It's a, look, we lost to the best team in the NBA, and um, they capitalized on our mistakes. So if you can't learn from that, uh, you shouldn't be playing in the NBA. Pelicans will travel today. Thanks, Coach, by the way. Uh, Pelicans will travel today to Orlando, wrap up the preseason tomorrow night. That's a 6 o'clock tip-off, and there is radio coverage on the New Orleans Pelicans radio network. Joel Myers actually will call the game. I will be absent tomorrow evening. Tonight is the Monty Williams Show. That is on the air at 8, as I mentioned, 8 to 8.30. It's a good program. It's like a radio magazine for uh, Hoops fans here, especially Pelicans fans. Catch that tonight, 8 to 8.30 on our flagship station, um, WWL-FM. That's 105.3 on the FM dial. Where are we at here, Producer Dan? Oh, yes, Doc Poppers. All right, we'll talk with Chef Brian Landry, from, Brian Landry, excuse me, from Bourne Restaurant over at the Hyatt when we come back. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 diversions. Your New Orleans Pelicans take flight with the tip-off of regular season play on Wednesday, October 30th when the Pacers come to town at the renovated New Orleans Arena. Be there when the new-look Pelicans take the court, plus see the unfailing to the Pelicans mascot. Action continues on Saturday when your Pelicans take on the Charlotte Bobcats. Tip-off for both games is 7 p.m. And Pelicans Fest pregame block party gets underway at 5.30. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. Well, we haven't done this in a while, perhaps because I'm hungry, um, but probably more importantly because all three of our football teams are home this weekend. LSU, Tulane, and the Saints all home this weekend, so tailgating with the weather forecast as such is going to be uh, big time this weekend. So with that, we thought we'd turn to one of our favorites, and that's the, uh, the head chef over at Bourne, over at the Hyatt Regency. That's Brian Landry. He's part of the Best Restaurant Group. And, Brian, good morning. Happy Football Week to you, sir. You as well. You as well. Thank you. How are things over at Bourne? I know that folks are really kind of figuring the whole thing out and finding you all, and, and, and so far so good from what I can understand. Yeah, we've had, uh, we've had some great times with folks lately. Uh, it seems that well, the Saints winning and uh, the excitement surrounding the new Pelicans has the energy uh, buzzing in the restaurant and all over the city, so... We've been cooking up a storm. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, I, you know, folks come in from out of town to cover the Saints and the Pelicans all the time, and they, you know, where do, where do I go for a steak? And I have a place for them. Where do, most of them say, where do I go for seafood? And I think that probably i probably got to put Bourne at the top of the list. You guys have pretty much the freshest stuff every day, don't you? We do. We have great relationships with local purveyors and crabbers and oystermen, and uh, the access to product we get is pretty uh, unrivaled. 
Chef Brian Landry with us here on the Black and Blue Report. All right, Chef, uh, give it to me now. Get, what what is what is right up your alley with regard to tailgating? When you get the chance to do it, I know you're really busy, but when you get the chance to do it, what are the must-haves at your tailgate? I like things that uh, people can just pick at. I'm not a big fan of, like, plates and utensils at a tailgate. I want people to just walk by and grab a handful of something. So one of the things I like to do is a bunch of different skewered items. Uh, because Bourne does kind of a Spanish take on Creole cuisine, we do a lot of dishes that can be shared, like appetizer-wise. And a couple of the real popular ones we have are shrimp pinchos, and the pinchos is a skewered like Spanish tapa, and we just throw those on the grill, make a quick little tomato and almond and uh, piquillo pepper sauce, and it all sounds complicated, but it's really not. All right. Do you want to, you know, because uh, not only do I like Bourne, but, I, you know, for selfish reasons, I'm having you on today's Black and Blue Report so that you can share with our listeners something they can do to liven up their tailgate this weekend. You want to stick, kind of, you want to keep going down this path and, and yeah, tell the folks how to do it? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, I think one of the best ones, and it's definitely one of the most popular items on Bourne's menu, is the one we call duck poppers. And it's actually something most people in southeast Louisiana do at the hunting camp during duck season. And it's, it's really where we just take a duck breast and we season it up with Creole seasoning and we just sear it real quickly, either on a grill or in a pan, and then we'll slice it up. And we pickle some jalapeno. You can, you can buy them in the jars, but we, we make them from scratch at the restaurant. And you roll that duck breast around that jalapeno. But to really finish it off, a lot of the wild ducks, we shoot down here when we're hunting, they don't have a lot of fat. So what we do is we roll that duck breast and jalapeno in a piece of bacon and then skewer it up and throw it on the grill. And it's like this perfect little smoky, rich bite with a little bit of spice from that jalapeno. You know, you can eat a handful of them if you want to. But the one thing we do different, I think, at the restaurant that really helps bring it all together is we make a little herb cream cheese, and then we also make a little uh, cane syrup sauce with a little sherry vinegar. And when you add the richness from the cream cheese and the sweetness from that cane vinegar sauce, man, I just I could eat plates full of these things. You you had me at bacon, by the way. <laughs> exactly. I, t- take me back to the duck breast for a minute, because you, yeah. you you talked about you, you said it was almost like you you, you barely you know move barely it over the cook grill. It the first but time. but really, but you know, I don't cook a whole lot of duck. It, it seems to me it would be like any other bird. You you got to cook the whole thing through, right? Uh, you don't. Uh, no. Not with duck. With duck, you can really it actually tastes best around medium rare, um, especially with wild ducks. Let's say the ones. You hunt, you're hunting for yourself. Um, the, if you overcook duck, it can get a little tough and dry. So with the duck, you really are cooking it twice because you're searing it the first time, and then after you're wrapped it in bacon and you put it back on the grill, um, you really are bringing it up to around medium, and I think that's probably the perfect way to eat it. All right, the cream cheese seems simple enough, but the, the, the sauce uh, may be a little more complicated. Now everybody's got sherry uh, around. Not, you can use balsamic. So okay. all it is is this. Equal parts of cane syrup, Steen's is the local one we always use, and balsamic vinegar or sherry vinegar. Either one works. So equal parts, let's say four ounces and four ounces. Put it in a pan, 
and just simmer it until it goes back to four ounces. So when you add the two together, you got eight, and you just simmer it till it reduces, and it'll hold forever. So if you make one little batch of this stuff, keep it in your refrigerator or even in your pantry, you always have access to it. And it's one of these great little sauces you can use on just about anything. Duck poppers from Brian Landry at Bourne. I, I tell you what, Brian. I, you know, if you'll come back, your your recipe today has earned you, um, I think, frequent visitor status. I, you know, you may have to top yourself each time we have you on, but I hope you'll come back. Uh, I'd love to be back. I'm this, really excited. I mean, the Pelicans this year. I think they're going to do great things. I think you're right. I think we're all excited about that. All right, football this weekend. You got any Saints Bills predictions uh, for us, Brian? I mean, I think the home crowd brings it home for us, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to uh, see the turnout before and after the game. So, you know, when the, when the Dome lets out at 3 o'clock, it's happy hour at Bourne until 6. So after a good Saints win, come get some half-price drinks, $5 tapas, dollar catfish buns. We'll have another party. Well, good plug there. Nice job. That's some good work. <laughs> and you know what? One of the great things about a podcast is is that folks who have kind of made their way through this and say i'm going to make that they can rewind and go back and listen or they can listen all over again so good stuff brian thanks thanks for coming on enjoy the weekend i hope it goes well for you thank you very much talk to you soon yep brian landry the chef at born over there part of the best restaurant group that's good stuff duck poppers producer dan i'm all over (laughs) that's gonna be good this weekend back with more on today's edition of the black and blue report after this quick message Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, the Twitter account for this program is at Black Blue Report. Very easy to remember. And uh, producer Dan, make sure that the uh, daily lineup is out there on Twitter for you so you can always check to see who's going to be on the podcast. Don't forget, if you'd like to use iTunes, just hit the subscribe button when you find it, uh, the Black and Blue Report. That way it will download to your mobile device uh, automatically every day. Otherwise, we're up at noon weekdays on NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, and through the New Orleans Saints app. Speaking of apps, the Pelicans app is very close to being done. If you love the Saints app, you're going to love the Pelicans app too. I'm looking forward to it, to use it in the broadcast booth, but also I can use it to catch all the uh, sound bites, interviews, and black and blue reports through that app as well. It's free, so keep your eye out for it. We'll let you know when it comes your way. Great show today. I had a lot of fun. That's my favorite part about the show is interviewing folks around town. Brian Landry. From Bourne, fantastic. Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints. Head coach Monty Williams of the uh, Pelicans. Sean Payton and Drew Brees, too. Very good Thursday 
uh, for all involved. So we hope that you enjoyed it and hope that you have a great rest of your Thursday. Tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report, again, up at noon on Friday, Rob Nice will be uh, hosting the show tomorrow. He has John Murphy, the uh, voice of the Buffalo Bills, to talk about this weekend's football game, and also actor Willie Garson. Uh, ladies, you remember you may remember him from Sex in the City. He played Stanford, I'm told, by producer Dan. Otherwise, on White Collar, which I think is on FX, isn't it? USA, excuse me. So he's a huge Saints fan, uh, and Rob catches up with him tomorrow. That's just a small sample of what you'll have on the Black and Blue Report for your Friday. Again, this will do it for this Thursday edition. Safe travel to the Pelicans today as they head off to Orlando to wrap up the preseason. Safe travel to you, however you may be traveling today or wherever you may be going. It's no appointment radio. It's the Black and Blue Report. Thanks again. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.